Today is a very special uh, podcast because it is World Teachers Day. Um, it's a day that's very close to our hearts at Wakelet, and we try and celebrate World Teachers Day in alternative ways, I think, because we've developed very, very close relationships with uh, with educators over the last three, four years, let's say, um, and friendships in most cases, you know? And we've discovered so many things about educators that we didn't know before, so many things that have made us appreciate them more. Um, so yeah, this is gonna be all about that. It's gonna be about what we've learned about teachers in our roles at Wakelet, because we are super close to teachers, but we're not educators, mm. we're not teachers. So we kind of have a different perspective on it where we feel like we're in the classroom with them, but at the same time, we don't have to share all of the the issues and the challenges that they have, but at the same time, we almost inherit them. Like mm. we, we hear about them, we empathize with them, and we try and, you know, help. So what I wanted to do, and I've not introduced you guys yet. <laughs> <laughs> what I wanted to do was speak with you guys in particular, because you're probably the closest to our educator community. Uh, James, you head up the community and Amy, you've been with Wake Up for how long now? Over a year now. Over, it's over a year. Over a year. Yeah. And the way that you've um, uh, embraced the community and the way that the community have embraced you has been absolutely amazing. And I just think that you two are in such a good position to be able to talk about the stuff that we're going to talk about today, just because it's really baked into your roles. You know, you, you're, you're speaking and, and, and uh, interacting with educators every single day. So what I wanted to do to start the podcast off was take it back a little bit okay just so that we can we can sort of em empathize with educators because we were all students once we, we all saw firsthand some of the experiences and the challenges that teachers face and quite often we were the reason why they face those challenges most of the time anyway so I wanted to ask um, Amy first what is your earliest memory of being in school mm. being being taught let's say yeah I mean, I love school in general. And fun fact, before I get into this, um, World Teacher Day last year was one of my first sort of big... Like, moments at yeah, Wakelet. Yeah, moments at yeah. Wakelet. And I absolutely loved it. And I loved... And that's when I was really starting to grasp um, the concept. And I love that we were able to celebrate them in, in, in this kind of way mm. as well and, and have that you know, time every year to, to be able to do so. Um, so it's great to be here. <laughs> um, but going back to your question, um, one of my first memories, I mean, there's lots, like I said, I absolutely love school. Um, but one that sticks out and um, it was actually around uh, World Book Day. And we were all set that, I think they still do it now where you go and dress up. Mm -hmm. I know my niece and nephew still do it. Um, and you get to dress up as your favorite book character or something like that. So um, my mum and dad always had loads of fun with this as well. They always had really <laughs> lots of fun with the costumes and things. And I remember getting home from school and um, my dad having this um, like three bears costume. I was going to be a, a bear. Oh, from, from in, uh, in Goldilocks, Goldilocks okay. and the three bears. So not Goldilocks, as <laughs> someone put there. I think I was like six or seven. <laughs> um, um, your child didn't know I was going in the bear. It was like full on head and yeah. everything. Um, and I was so excited. I was really looking forward to it. And I remember rolling up to school um, in this costume. Um, my teacher absolutely loved it. But I was starting to get the nerves. So we then had to, and I was seeing the other costumes and yeah. they weren't quite as out there let's yeah, just because yeah. <laughs> i was walking around like a mascot really yeah. um and you know a lot of the other girls we, were dressed as sort of princesses and things like that and i thought oh i'm in a, I'm in a bear costume here <laughs> um 
So we had to go into assembly and one by one each class would go and stand up in front of everyone and you'd go through and say your character. Well, I was very nervous about this. And I remember my teacher, and I can't remember her name at the time, but I, I was ready to take off the costume. I wasn't putting the head on. I was like, no, I'm not, I can't go out there. You know, I'm going to... I was, you know, dressed in my normal clothes underneath. I was like, I'm going to be Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Um, but in her normal clothes. You know, I already had another backstory just in case. You know, really prepared for it. Um, but my teacher was like, no, it's a fantastic costume. You're definitely going to win, you know. And she really, really revved me up. And I remember this was the first time. I was like, you know, I really needed that because <laughs> I, I also knew how disappointed my mum and dad would be if I didn't you know showcase this costume that they were proud of <laughs> anyway so a lot of pressure I mean there was a lot of pressure on this one day but anyway my teacher went out she held my hand like took me um into the line and you know I put the head on and I was like right I went out there and the head teacher made a number of lovely comments about my fantastic um fancy dress and absolutely loved it and a lot of the kids did as well and I was really chuffed that I actually did it not really relating to my education at all but it was just one moment I I was like I think that's the point though I'm gonna stand out a bit but I'm gonna have to embrace it no I think that's (laughs) the point of all of this is that like quite often um I I think that most people's memories about Mm. school are not academic like Mm. nobody's really remembering what grade they got they're remembering the things that help form their identity and their personality and the lessons that they learn, which makes it seem like, you know, educators, I think more than now, that that line between educating kids and raising kids is more blurred than ever, you know? It's it's when when I look back at my my school experiences, the things which really stick out are lessons which I learned from teachers about my confidence or about having to deal with stress or anxiety or whatever it might be, way more than, you know the actual lessons, mm-hmm. which I don't know if educators want to hear that because obviously they prepare quite a lot um, yeah. for, for, you know, the teaching side of things and the curriculum. But, um, but I don't know. I think there's something special in, in uh, gleaning those, those life moments as opposed to the academic moments, I think. Yeah. It is. It is those moments. And it's, and, and it's the ones that, that do stick with you because especially in those early years, um, it's moments like that where you, you probably want your mum and dad, you know, yeah, and you want that yeah. support. And for a lot of your day... You're, you're out in the world and then you're in school yeah, and, yeah. and then therefore your <laughs> yeah. teacher is is that that guide for you yeah, um, yeah. and that's your go-to exactly and it's it's so it's so important and 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 that sort of like relationship you do build is yeah. really it's yeah. really nice and yeah. i think something that as i stick with you in in odd little memories like that one yeah, just yeah. there yeah <laughs> like you are developing through school yeah. right and right. teachers are developing little little humans to yeah to go into adults so mm. you spend just as much time with with your teachers as you do your parents really yeah. so and you're trying to understand yourself what you like what your yeah. personality traits are yeah. like what you want to do yeah and little bits like that help push you in the right direction because i'm sure you wanted to go out in the better costume I did. Um, <laughs> for whatever reason at that moment in time you didn't <laughs> no, no, what, what, what about you james what what What's your earliest memory? Um, or just the memory that sticks out? Yes, yeah, so it's not earliest, but very, very similar to, to stick out, really. Um, I remember back in year four, what age would that be? About um, eight, nine? Yeah, something like that. Eight, nine. We did like um, a video advert. And this was like oh. really like top of the range stuff for, for our school. We, we brought all these camera, camera gear in. We split it in teams. And it was almost like a, a, a mini project to mm. film an advert for... Uh, like a fake company that you made up, but it was, it was brilliant like the whole day, like extracurricular work. Yeah, yeah. Um, and again, yeah, it was it was amazing project. And halfway through it, I think I threw a bit of a tantrum uh-huh. because it wasn't going the way that I envisaged because I was like project leading it. Yeah. Um, and then a bit like 
be like the best story. Took to one side and kind of told like, look, this is how it's going. Mm -hmm. It's going well. Mm -hmm. And then in the end, it, it turned out to be a massive, massive triumph. A massive success. Yeah, yeah. Everyone, I'm sure everyone talks about it to this day. Um, but a for landmark me, in, uh, in advertising. Yeah, but for me, it sticks though, because I didn't know I liked it for one. Mm. So it was one thing I thought, oh, I'm quite passionate about this. Mm. And then the secondary effect of that is it didn't go well. Yeah. First, as well as I thought, my, my vision wasn't um, portrayed in, in the work, but I got told to kind of mm. be resilient, get on with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And in the end, it turned out, yeah, well, so. and I, I think that's a, that's an important part of one of the things which I've I've discovered through speaking with educators is that a lot of educators are torn between really really supporting the the, the child that they're teaching or allowing that child to fail because most yes. of the most of the lessons which I've learned have come from what you'd call failure you know failure helps you kind of grow it helps you know not to do something next mm -hmm. time um, and then learning how to deal with failure as well like losing a race or getting a bad grade or something like that that, that you know that makes mm -hmm. you a mature person who, mm -hmm. who can handle the much more serious stuff as you as you go on in life when things don't go your way. Um, yeah. For me, my memory, my earliest memory of school isn't something that I remember, it's something that my mother remembers. So um, my mother dropped me off uh, at my, my first day of school, this had been in year six, and um, I was very, very, very close to my mother when I was a kid because my two older siblings um, went to school way before me. So I spent a lot of time with my mother and I'd, I would always be at her side, you know. She was like, like basically most people would have like a comfort blanket. Mine was like my mom's hands. I used to just like hold them and like squeeze them and twist them and stuff. So my mom was already pretty heartbroken. And the, re the reason why I like this story is because it involves the parent, the teacher and the student, right? Um, which we forget about sometimes. We forget about the parents, but I'll, I'll go into that in a moment. Um, and my mom told me that the first weekend, um, the school that we lived, the school that I went to was very close to my house. So my mum was um, driving past in her car and it was playtime, you know, it was like recess. And she said she was looking for me, looking for me, looking for me. And she said that she found me and I was holding my teacher's hand and all the other kids were playing with each other. But I was holding my, my teacher's hand and like walking down the playground because I didn't I probably didn't know what to do without my mum. Um, and the reason why I like that story is because like there's so many different emotional components to it. You know, mm. my teacher knew that I needed an adult and was there for me when I needed that 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 support. Um, I needed I needed an adult and she stepped in. Mm -hmm. And then my mum was just insanely jealous. You know, I think she must have, <laughs> she must have been heartbroken thinking I've oh, replaced my me already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, that that was that was one. Um, I've, I've got so many and I don't want to spend the whole time on, on this because uh, it's still just the first question. Yeah. <laughs> um, but there are, there's loads. <laughs> yeah, but I, I, I find it quite interesting that like most of the stuff that we spoke about wasn't academic in nature. Um, just to kind of show that with, with teachers, it's way more than just teaching the curriculum. You know, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They play a big role in raising uh, kids and, and, you know, building them up. Um, okay, the second question which I wanted to speak about was, as I mentioned at the beginning, we, we work with teachers, I think, closer than we'd ever think that we ever would um, or than we ever thought that we would. Um, you know, we've developed relationships and friendships with teachers that, that go beyond a professional setting. You know, like we, we, I go to teachers for advice. They, they come to me for advice when they need things on their projects. Um, you know, it's, it's much more than just a working relationship with them. Since working with teachers, especially in your roles, being so close to the community, what things have you discovered the most that have surprised you? It's a bit of an open-ended question. Mm. Yeah, I mean, we've learned a lot yeah. working with educators every single day. I think everyone can say that at Wakelet. But for me, um, I think maybe we already already knew this, but just how underappreciated teachers may be mm. from all angles, from 
admin level yeah. on society, yeah. students sometimes, um, but they shouldn't be. Like like now knowing that, I think when everyone grows up, you do look back on your favorite teacher mm. or your favorite moments and think, oh wow, mm. like I appreciate them so much for, for that moment or that thing they did. Yeah. Uh, but when you're in it, probably as a teacher, you probably don't get the thank you that you mm. deserve. You're right. Yeah. Um, maybe, hopefully, in the future, people return back to the teachers yeah. and, and say thank you, or they see them in the supermarket and stop mm. them and, and do say that thank you that they deserve. But in that moment when you're in in the thick of it, mm. maybe they don't get what they um, they do deserve, which yeah. is a, a big thank you, yeah. and we appreciate yeah. you. Yeah, mm. I think the lack of... I think that's one thing which I found teachers are not very comfortable talking about mm. Um but once once you sort of bring it out in them, there is that that element of them feeling underappreciated because nobody says thank you, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, we we talk about like the having World Teachers Day like today and and you know Teacher Appreci- Appreciation Week and things like that. But it's like you know those things are only invented when uh, when a particular job seems un- underappreciated, right? Yeah, exactly, yeah. So yeah, like you know uh, the the you raise such an important point, which is that probably at the time where educators need it the most, mm. which is when they're in the thick of it, that's when they get the least amount of appreciation yeah. for their role. Um, what about you, Amy? Anything that surprised you during your uh, your journey? I mean, kind of jumping off the back of that, it's almost, in spite of that, their passion for what mm. they do. Um, and again, similar to what you were saying about sort of not knowing it in the moment, um, but seeing how much work goes into things, you know, when you used to walk, walk into a classroom, you didn't know how much um, planning and how much time that took out of um, your teacher's day. Yeah. But there's so much um, work that goes into that and thinking of new ideas and ways to actually share what you're passionate about. Because mm-hmm. a lot of teachers go into teaching something that they're really passionate about. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's um, and then it's the job of getting that across to, to other people mm. and not just other people, people who may, <laughs> you know, may not want to be there yeah. <laughs> and, you know, um, you know, delivering that, that sort of content and delivering that and making them feel passionate about it as well alongside everything yeah. so teaching as well as you know supporting and, and yeah. being a guide as well um, and for me it just I was absolutely blown away by um, by educators passion for what they're doing passion to teach but also their passion to learn as well mm. and continually learn and grow mm-hmm. um, you know we're fortunate enough to be able to speak to um, a lot of educators where you know you know we get involved in, in webinars and things like that and so busy (laughs) and they still want to do more and that for me just absolutely blows me away um that you know they they do their i'm not gonna say nine to five because it's Mm. even more than that (laughs) um but then they they go away and they want to learn more and not only Mm -hmm. that they want to teach their communities and and spread that even further Mm. it's yeah i'm completely in awe of how much passion they have for that and how innovative they are with thinking of new ideas and uh, yeah and they seem to find time as well yeah like Mm. (laughs) there's only a certain amount of hours in a day they do so much in those hours yeah there are there are educators which which i know are in the community and you you think that they must have like a secret twin or a double that that's you know doubling up or not or just not sleep Mm. yeah i don't i don't know how 
they manage to get as many things done. And then, you know, like there are ambassadors that we have that work closely with Wakelet and they'll be doing so much to help and support. And then you'll realize that they're doing the exact same thing for, you know, Flipgrid or the same thing for Bunsen. You're like, how, how are you possibly doing this? How are you mm -hmm. finding the time yeah. to deliver quality education for your students, which they are doing first mm -hmm. and foremost, but then still be involved in a community and help other teachers and support other teachers as well? I think that for me, that's that's the thing that surprised me the most. You, I don't think that I've found a profession yet that I've worked in or that I know of that's so supportive of one another. Mm. Um, mm -hmm. You know, teachers are, I think, by nature, they have to be empathetic, you know, and by nature, they have to be able to look out and spot for, you know, vulnerabilities in their students and be there to step in when they need them. And I think that they apply the same thing to their colleagues and to people within their space as well. Mm -hmm. So seeing how, you know, a community that we've we've helped develop is is you know it's just grown from then it's not like it's not like we've had to force it you know it starts with a group of people and then it just spreads because everybody wants to help each other um and and yeah again like the 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 passion and the persistence i think when i'm i'm, I'm constantly surprised when i have conversations with educators because there, there, there's so many new things that come out about challenges that they face in their profession that make you realize like this is tough mm. this is a tough 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 profession i don't care what anybody says there is nothing easy about teaching nothing um so it's that persistence to keep going uh quite often teachers are stuck in the middle between things you know between politics and parents and administrators and students and rules and news and all that kind of thing they're stuck between it so um yeah it's the persistence and and i think the ability to to work and help and support each other which surprised me the most um okay moving on so what do you think is the the the, the biggest misconception that the world has about teachers you know do you think that most people, the general public, understand what is involved in teaching or not? No, no chance. No. I, don't, I don't think even we did. Yeah. No. I, I, can, I, can speak, I can only speak to myself until, you know, I started speaking to educators in, in, in this role and, and um, being able to talk to them every day. Like I said, you, you can walk into a, a classroom every day whilst you're going to school, but you don't know all the work that goes into it. Mm. You know, you kind of, like you were saying, you take it for granted, you know. Um, and... You know, I think a common a common misconception is is that literally, you know, you sort of you punch in, you do your lessons, mm. and they punch out, and that's it. Mm. They don't not think about it when they go home. They yeah. don't, you know, uh, not have to to do more work or put time aside uh, to focus on individuals who may be struggling or anything like that, and go that extra mile for for certain students or or all. And there's just so much more that <laughs> that yeah. goes into it, yeah. and I think that's. <clears throat> Um, you know, quite a, a common misconception that, you know, that there's just so much work that goes yeah. into it. Yeah. And, yeah. and they have to think about so many elements and not only the teaching, because that in itself um, is a tricky job, but also just, um, you know, like I said, being that support system as well. Mm -hmm. you're, you're, mm -hmm. you're handling like, you know, children who of any age who are in different moments of their life. And like you said, mm -hmm. they're growing, they're, they're learning and not only about a certain subject, but they're learning about themselves as well. Yeah. And you've got playground politics and all sorts. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. add all of that on top of it. It's, it's a lot. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I think it, parents will know what their, their kids are like <laughs> but yeah. you know I think we can all say you're different when you're at school you're different when you're around your friends and right. things like that yeah. like teachers deal with diff different kinds of kids you know mm -hmm. and they're there for a long time 
and you have to you know make sure you're that they're putting everything into their learning as well as guiding them as well it's, mm -hmm. it's a really important role and i think yeah i think it's sort of slightly misunderstood and, and underappreciated mm. in that way as well mm, yeah. because there's so much that goes into it yeah you're right what about you james i'd, I'd say basically the same thing yeah that not just a teacher mm. there's so much more that goes into it mm, mm. i mean thinking back to your teachers the teacher one minute they have to be an entertainer in yeah. the classroom mm. yeah. make it engaging they have to be a counselor yeah. when you need the help even to be a, a friend or a, someone just listens to, to yeah. your problems yeah. um there's so much and, and on top of that they've got their own family right got their own lives right. outside of, of teaching yeah um, and it's one of those professions that a lot of people outwards looking in will be saying oh it's within the classroom hours or whatever. Mm. Um, but we know now. Yeah. It goes way teachers, beyond that. It goes yeah. way beyond that, yeah. 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 It's 24-7. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's a, a, the big misconception is, um, and I think we've seen that during uh, the pandemic as well. Mm. I think we've leaned on teachers more so than ever. Yeah. Um, yeah. Especially with remote learning. A lot of people have had their, uh, their children in, in the house while they're working and realize just how crazy it can be. Mm. Yeah. Um, so they lean on teachers to be that support system for families and students yeah. and the whole school community. Yeah, I, I, I agree I agree with everything. And I, I think that like, for me, the the thing which I wish more people understood was that the, the number of hats that, that an educator has to wear. Mm. Because most jobs and most professions that you go into, you know, if you're a doctor, you have to heal people. If you're a, uh, a lawyer, you know, you're representing people in court. They're very linear stuff. And every now and again, you'll get the, the odd case where, you know, you have to go a little bit further. But with a teacher, it's one of the only professions where your actual objective in your profession is you have to struggle to get there. So just, just the ability to teach is then the stress is compounded by all of those other hats that you have to wear. Mm -hmm. And I think it must be so difficult to get through a day when you're trying to deliver teaching, you're trying to do your job, but you're, you have constant, so many different elements coming at you <clears throat> because schools are very unique places. You know, they're, they're a hotbed for, for everything, for inequality, for mental health, for uh, issues that affect young people, for gender issues, you know, that's where it's all happening. It's not, it's not happening as much in other workplaces, but in the school, that's where, it, that's where it's happening. And then you add hormones and growing up on top of that. And then it's like, okay, you have to deal with all of that, but you also have to deliver a quality teaching experience for students. Mm. It's like, come on, you know? So I think for me, it's yeah. the, people need to understand that there's so much more than just delivering a curriculum. Mm. The teachers, very few teachers just do that. And the teachers that do, don't get me wrong, like they're still good teachers, but it's very difficult. They, they have to be able to switch off. Mm -hmm. And most teachers that I know, they get into teaching because they're a particular person, yeah. because they're empathetic, because they enjoy reaching out and touching people and uh, connecting with people. So it's very hard for them to switch off from those issues. Mm -hmm. I don't know any other job that you have to go in and then all of a sudden you are immersed in a, an issue that might it might be something like abuse or mental health or poverty or whatever it might be and that's it that's your day now and you have yeah. to deal with that you know? yeah, you're exposed to so much in so many different people's lives as mm. well mm. you know and you're such an integral part of that life and and you've you know you, you've stepped into a role and and suddenly you're immersed in all of these 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 kids lives yeah. and you're such an integral part and um <laughs> just going back because I, I i was speaking to you guys about this example but 
my housemate who's um, training to be a teacher right now and talking about sort of not only you know thinking of what you're going to um, teach and how you're going to teach it it's things like making it relevant and things like that I was yeah, telling you she yeah. was doing she was working on um, putting together some math problems and um, you know her, her her trainer was saying you know try and make them relevant and things like that so it's not just you know one plus two plus yeah, <laughs> all yeah, this. Yeah. They were like, try and incorporate TikTok into it. Try and incorporate, you know, some yeah, <laughs> current yeah. events try and, and things hit. like that. Yeah, yeah and it's yeah. like, you just, you have to, you have to even incorporate other things like that yeah, just to make yeah. them engaged yeah. as well. And, you know, try and make it fun um, and things like that. So it's not just delivering a curriculum. Yeah. It's yeah. it's just so much more, so mm. much more thought that goes into it. So obviously we, we want, you know, the big, the biggest thing to have hit teaching in a, in a long time, and I know that people are really tired of hearing of it, especially educators, <laughs> is is the the pandemic and the effect that that's had on on teaching across the world. I don't think that there's aside from like you know wartime and things like that. I don't think that there's been anything really in recent history that's affected uh, education so far spread across the world, all at the exact same time, where all of a sudden every single teacher finds themselves in the same the same situation which is very problematic and adds on a lot of stress to educators and i remember there there being lots of different moments during the pandemic that were focused around educators and focused around teaching um which we'll talk about in a bit but what i wanted to ask you guys is you know you've worked with educators before the pandemic during the pandemic and after um have you noticed anything that's changed in the way that educators feel or the way that they do things or go about things since the pandemic has ended yeah, in terms of the way they do things, I'd say, about me or pay me here, mm. more creative mm. than ever. 100%. Um, and I'm sure there's a quote in here that, that you'll know. Um, this was full of, full of quotes. <laughs> I hope. But, <laughs> yeah, but, but when, you, when you're limited, it forces you to be yeah. more, more creative. 100%. And I think yeah. we've seen that during the pandemic. Mm. So, for example, just a, a quick one, like, how do you teach PE over Zoom? Yeah, yeah. But somehow, some way... The PE teachers of the world yeah. figured out how to how to do mm. it and yeah. keep it engaged and make sure that the children are having uh, that physical activity. Mm -hmm. But that's just one example of, of the many things. But coming out of it now, so we've seen the creativeness before it. It's shot up over mm. um, the pandemic and, and remote learning, and then I kind of assumed that it just go back down to the level mm. that it was at. But mm. it's just gone further and further and further. Now they're implementing the stuff they learned during remote learning yeah. into the classroom yeah. and maybe it's a hybrid setting mm. um, but it's bringing those tools they've learned it's bringing those ideas uh, and the things that the, the students engage with most during remote learning into the classroom Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah it, we knew they were creative before mm. now mm. they're even more creative yeah, yeah. <laughs> what about you? yeah I mean yeah that echoed a thousand times because mm -hmm. <laughs> they are so creative um, and sometimes I speak to an educator and I'm like that's you or my teacher um, <laughs> yes. because yeah they have amazing amazing ideas and you know it's almost like you know they haven't they've really wanted to make sure that students haven't missed out mm. you know mm -hmm. and and that's really tough in itself you know I know here when you're not going to class and things like that it's really it's even more um of a struggle I can imagine to um, have students engaged on you know on zoom you know when they're not in the class and you can't keep an eye on things and, and, and stuff like that so their creativity and managing that has yeah blown yeah. me away um, but one of the things um, again it's kind of an enhancement of, of how I already saw them anyway but um, teachers are big educators are big 
problem solvers. They mm-hmm. they they see a, a problem and um, they work hard to, to try and fix that. Whether that's you know the way a student's learning or not learning, yeah. or whether it's a way to deliver a certain subject or yeah. anything like yeah. that. And it's kind of that that creativity that comes into it as well. But kind of in the face of of a problem just like pushing through yeah. I've, I've seen that kind of just even more so it, it seems like nothing stands in their way you yeah, know yeah. a problem like it's it's almost yeah. like yeah now it's like okay yeah, yeah that's fine we, we can work with that we can you know um, yeah. and we can we can make something great about it yeah. as well um and it's just it's not even just the problem solving it's making it even better than it maybe was before mm-hmm. um and now we're seeing that we're seeing um educators who have adopted new processes who have adopted new um tools and things like that and now you're seeing them implement them in a classroom again mm-hmm. in different ways mm-hmm. um and 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 solving that problem yeah so yeah yeah uh, yeah I, th- I think that there's definitely a lot of things that have changed about the profession and the way that teachers do things in the classroom. I think that for me, the things that have struck me the most is the the things which are happening outside the classroom for, for educators and their, their mentality towards teaching. Like we, you know, when I, I've spoken to educators who have felt incredibly frustrated, I think in the past mm. uh, 18 months, um, because, you know, it, it's like emotional whiplash. It's like as soon as the, the, as soon as remote learning happened, all of a sudden teachers, you know, for the first time in a long time are hailed as heroes uh, because parents can, you know, finally figure out and understand this is what my, you know, I'm dealing with one kid here. <laughs> Imagine 30 of them yeah. that I have to deal with. Um, so that, that, you know, forced empathy out of people to say, you know, teachers, they have a hard time. But I think that that quickly vanished. Uh, I think that as schools reopened, teachers, again, like I said, they found themselves in the middle of things and, uh, you know, the pandemic, and I always say this, was you know largely measured on on school openings, on what was happening in the schools. Uh, you know, not so much the the other stuff. It was mainly if schools are opening or if they're not. And teachers found themselves stuck stuck in the middle of that. And all of a sudden, in in some countries, they're in the middle of a political situation, and they have to deal with the political opinions of parents. Um, they have to deal with uh, you know the mental health of students who all of a sudden. Uh, after being 18 months away from the classroom, now have to readjust to being in a class. And they themselves have to readjust because, you know, they're, they're working behind a camera every day at home. Uh, you know, doing that as your job for a long time and then having to come back in person, that's a that's a readjustment period. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think that for me, I found that although those things are right, educators have, have definitely become more creative um, and they're looking for different solutions and thinking outside of the box, largely due to the, you know, the limitations that they're presented with. I think on an emotional level, I've seen a lot of frustration. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that prior to the pandemic, you know, teachers have always been amazing and bubbly and, and open to lots of creative ideas and stuff. I think that now, once the dust has settled, our schools are reopening again. I'm finding a lot of frustration from teachers. And I think that we as a society have to understand those frustrations and understand why, you know, why the people who are in charge of helping raise our kids are being put under these these really stressful conditions. And why is it that we were so quick to, to change the narrative that, you know, all of a sudden they're heroes and now, you know, they're just teachers again. Um, so yeah, I, I think that, that that's that's largely what 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 I've seen in terms of the difference um, between them. It's that it's those little little bit of frustration, I think. But I think that as time goes on, that will improve. And I think that through doing through raising awareness about the issues that teachers are facing, then you know 
it's all about empathy. It's all yeah. about empathy at the end of the day. Yeah, I think I think, and in some ways as well, it, it's not quite over for yeah, for a lot of people, in lots of lots of different countries and things like that. But also for teachers in particular, because um, you know, there there, of course, there were times where where students couldn't go to class, and whilst that period of of adjustment was was taking place, you know, they did miss out on lessons. Mm. So you know, that that couldn't have been helped in a lot of cases, and now you've got pressure. You know, not only from parents to get their students, to get their children back up to uh, where they need to be. Um, I'm sure they're, they're putting that pressure on themselves. And, yeah. and then you've got students who, yeah, are falling a little bit behind and things like that. So, you know, it's a bit of a catch up job in mm. some situations as well mm. now as well. So not only have they got to move forward, um, but they have to sort of rehash and catch everyone up yeah. as well and I think we've got to remember that because I think that's where that empathy part comes in because yeah. I think we're so quick to say right okay let's get back to good you know everything's good again mm-hmm. and no. that's it's, just not it's, not it's not the case like yeah. it, it you know it did have a you know a big effect on education for students and for teachers and um you know it's going to take some time to 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 get us back to to where we were before yeah, yeah. Better than what what I like as well with that frustration part it's not nice to hear mm. but teachers always find a way to make sure that the quality of education for the students doesn't or is not as impacted yeah as they are sure. um and so with that frustration they're still seeing them solving those problems and yeah. being more mm. creative they always try and put other people first especially the students 100 percent. it's not a reflection on the quality of teaching mm. it's more it's more the emotions that they've gone through and they're very nuanced as well there's things that we do as a society and that we 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 think that we're celebrating educators, but sometimes we're we're sometimes we're we're hurting them. Mm. Not in, by by no means on purpose. But take for example, during the pandemic, there were these amazing stories that came out about educators who are really going above and beyond, like very very special educators. You know, delivering food and stuff for the the, the kids, delivering lessons, hand delivering. There there was amazing things that happened during the pandemic. I think that we have to remember that that's not all teachers. Those are very very special select people who have decided to do that but for your average teacher they were already dealing with very very difficult challenges that they had to face and i think that they found that equally frustrating as well because it's like you know sure you can that does represent the the humanity of teaching but it's not representing the reality of it which is that just delivering my lesson to students is incredibly challenging focus on that you know and then that would be able to create a bit more empathy as well Um, okay, so there's a last question which I wanted to, to, to explore. Mm-hmm. And it's an interesting question because I know that when I was a kid, and I'm not sure if other kids felt this or other people felt this, but there's always that moment where you're in school and you're like, I want to be a teacher. You know, you think, you think about how cool you'd be as a teacher and like how you'd, how you'd deal with a particular situation <laughs> maybe. Um, so I, wanted, I want you to, to, to kind of like think about it for a moment and let me know. If you were a teacher, Amy, imagine if you were a teacher, mm-hmm. what would you, what moments would you most look forward to and what moments would you fear the most? Oh, that's a good one. It is good. It's good. It's a thinker. It's a thinker. It's supposed to be. Yeah. We're, getting, <laughs> we're getting abstract right now. Yeah. Um, I suppose from not only my own experience of school and things like that and those memories that have stuck with me, um, and even hearing about educators and, and, and why they do what they want, what they do um i suppose yeah that the things i'd strive for is that is that you know i'm always quite 
jealous of how big a difference they make. Not jealous, but do you know what I mean? That's what yeah. I would aspire to do. Yeah. You know, when you, when you do see um, teachers speaking about, you know, a student who who wasn't getting it mm. and and then they just kind of had that quoting Tish here but that aha moment mm. you know mm. it must be <laughs> so rewarding just, yeah, yeah exactly and that's reward that reward from the hard work and and maybe having to you know switch up how you're teaching something or you know find use that problem solving and creativity um to really reach that student but i i can only imagine that that moment that you do get through to that student and you do um have that moment and and you you see i'm sure again i'm sure it's far and few between but that that gratitude as well mm, mm. um i hope they do they do see that they deserve yeah, yeah. and yeah i i strive for those moments like that in terms of what i fear probably just the other the opposite like not yeah. <laughs> not being able to go through it get through yeah, yeah. um or just i'm saying <laughs> yeah having to deal with with all the 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 reality of it which is you know 40 kids screaming and not listening and throwing stuff around and (laughs) that must feel so frustrating to deal with really and yeah and obviously i was speaking earlier obviously about um sort of having that passion for a subject or something Mm. like that and if you really can't get that across i mean that's just so frustrating i think that would really that would be a fear for me. Mm. Something that I would be passionate about and trying to teach and and, and have them understand. And I just don't want to know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm no, like, just oh, not interested, okay. not engaged. Is it me? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Is it the way yeah. I'm, t- you know? So I suppose those little bits yeah. of doubt would creep in. Um, yeah. So it's, 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 you'd look really forward awesome. to getting through. Yeah. And you would fear not getting through. Not getting through. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nicely put. Yeah. yeah. What about you, James? Um, very, very similar, but those eureka moments with students, would, mm. I can imagine, would be absolutely amazing. And mm. I can only think back to my experience with me and like fellow classmates. Mm. But say, like back in back in school, um, for some reason, one of my teachers decided that I'd be great to go into like performing arts yeah. and dance. Yeah. And at the time, I remember thinking, like, why? <laughs> like, I, I thought I was huh? a relatively like shy kid. Yeah, yeah. I didn't think I, were, I had the moves. Yeah, you have the moves. Um, I can attest to that. That's because I, I went into it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I remember at the time thinking, why? Because I, I got handed this uh, letter. Like, only like three people from the, the school got chosen to go to like a, a summer camp for mm. performing arts. Mm. And me and, and two of my friends got it. And the other two, I was like, oh, hundred percent. Like, they should be. But for me, I was like, no, not me. Not me. <laughs> but I went. I loved it, and I did it for the next kind of five, six, seven years. Yeah. Um, so that's what I, I'd love to do if I was a teacher. Yeah. And I pass that on to, to the students and, right. and figure out what are their skills, what are they really good at, what can I see them doing. Yeah. And kind of give them a little nudge in, in that direction. Yeah. yeah and fingers nice. crossed. Yeah. They would they would love it. Like finding finding a little bit of uh, just like a seedling of potential and yeah. saying like, hmm, I, that yeah. person's got it. And then sometimes yeah. as a student, as as, as a kid. I mean, I didn't know what I wanted to do for AIDS. I wanted to be a footballer. Yeah. And if that didn't work out, then anything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anything else. <laughs> you just figure one it out. So having, having uh, adults, not just your, your parents and, and family, like someone who's with you, as we said, seven hours a day for yeah. five days, yeah. mm. understanding you as a person, understanding what you uh, are good at yeah. and saying you should try try yeah. a hand in this. Yeah. It's, and I think that, that it's a beautiful thing, I think, for an mm. educator to notice that in, yeah. in, in a student mm. at such a young age and, and help push it. Because I'm sure that there are many, you know, phenomenal 
artists and athletes and people out there who would not have got into what they've got into, even as a job or as a hobby or a passion, if it had not been for the intervention of a teacher and the, yeah. that gentle encouragement to, to do something. And the opportunities that even opens up, like you got to, to go to this camp. I, I had a few opportunities in school which I wouldn't, I wouldn't have been put forward for or, or known if that teacher hadn't have identified you know. Strength, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah strength that no, I, d- I didn't even know. Yeah. So, yeah, I like that. What about things you'd fear, James? Um, a big food fight in the, in the lunch <laughs> hall. <laughs> this, isn't, this isn't a 90s teen movie. This is reality. That never happened in A big school. food no. fight. Um, I think, yeah, just for me, you'd be losing control of a class. I mean, I've been a part of many yeah. uh, as a kid. I, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry to, to the teachers. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, like, sometimes kids are kids, are kids yeah. and they mess about and... Yeah. They protest. Yeah, yeah. They, that's a very nice way of putting it. Protest. Yeah. 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 I, when I when I look back and I think about what my class classes that I was in, mm-hmm. and I have to say, sure, I contribute to them because you're a kid, course, and, yeah, and yeah. kids are annoying. You know, like let's face it, like kids are really annoying. <laughs> like when I when I look at like a group of school kids, and like when I drive past them, I'm just like, oh, you know. And and then I remember like. I used to be that, you know what I mean? I used to be one of those annoying people just throwing stuff and whatever. So yeah, completely get that. I think losing control of a class is is a big one. That's something that you'd have like Mm. bad dreams about, you know? I think I had those bad dreams as a teacher. (laughs) Yeah, because it's like, imagine imagine trying to give a presentation here at Wakelet for something that you're enthusiastic about and everybody's just not listening and on their phone and throwing stuff. (laughs) Imagine if that kind of thing happened in a professional setting. It'd be terrible. Um, Okay, so to wrap up, what do what do what do I look if I was a teacher, what would I look forward to? I think I'd I think going back to that, I think I'd look forward to the moments, right? And I think I'd look forward to knowing that those moments may the moments that you have with with students where you feel like you're passing them you're passing on a, an advice or a lesson that's going to have really good positive implications to them in the future. And then also having to combine that with the patience of knowing that you're not going to get anked immediately. Mm. Because every single one of us has that story of, of, a, of a teacher who, who had that moment with us that made us do something in life. It's the same with me and basketball, like you're saying with you and dance, you know, um, and performing arts and stuff. So I think that it would be that comfort in knowing that if I do my job well, then there's going to be so many people out there, so many generations of kids that their lives are going to be better for it. Not even in an academic sense, but you know, it's, it's knowing that you have that positive influence over the students. And then what would I fear? I think I'd fear feeling helpless. Mm. I think I'd fear politics and administration and rules and, and, and issues and you know, things getting in the way of me being able to do my job. Mm-hmm. I think that would be the hardest thing to do because we've established throughout this podcast that teachers are a very, very particular kind of person and that particular kind of people get into teaching. And I think that when you have that passion and you are presented with an inability to perform and do the job you're, you know, the mm-hmm. best way that you can, I, f- I think I'd find that really, really, really difficult. Yeah. And I think that when that's something which a lot of teachers complain about, it's the idea of that helplessness that they want to be able to, to, to give the best education for their students. That's the only thing that motivates them. I promise you, no teacher is doing this for the paycheck. Mm. Like, you know, very few, um, you know, and, and they wouldn't given how, you know, little a lot of them get paid. It's, it's something more than that. So, um, so yeah, it would, that, it would be that feeling of helplessness that is brought upon by external forces, I think. What a great way to end the podcast. Very positive. <laughs> no, no, it is true. Yeah. 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 Well, well, so on, on that, sure. though, like, um, kind of another fear would be kind of 
feeling alone. And I know mm. we know this from the community, which is why we set up the community, was mm. you may feel alone in your school or your district or even sometimes the world, but there is communities out there that you can join where there's someone just like you on the other end. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, regardless of where they are on earth, there's exactly, somebody yeah. going through what you're going Who's through. Who's feeling the same emotions, feeling, yeah. feeling helpless, feeling mm. that no one quite understands what they're trying to get across. Mm. And there's always someone out there. So I'd say if you are feeling like that, then the way the community's here, here yeah. for you and other communities out there where you can connect yeah. and meet like-minded people. Yeah, yeah, people who might be facing the same the same yeah. issues and the same struggles you can collaborate with and, and speak to. Exactly. So many friendships have been made between teachers. So many, so um, many. So yeah, it, it's... Problem it, that, shared is a problem halved. There you go. That's beautiful. Let's send it there. Beautiful. Let's send it there. Anything that I say <laughs> on top of that's going to kill it. That's beautiful. Yeah. Um, well, thank you everybody for joining us uh, to listen to this. Um, you yeah. can you can find the the the, the Wake Up podcast available on all podcast streaming platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and if you want to watch us in action, you can uh, find us on YouTube. Um, please leave any comments below uh, if you are on YouTube. Um, on anything that we've spoken about today. We'd love mm. to hear your feedback. We'd love to know whether or not we're even talking about the right things on these yes. podcasts. So yeah. be as brutal or as complimentary as possible. Um, uh, and yeah, it's been it's been amazing speaking with you guys. I really appreciate you bringing the experiences that you've had as, as um, you know, people who work very closely with the community onto this podcast. And I hope that everybody can tune in next time because we've got a load of amazing subjects for podcasts coming up soon. So yeah, yeah from everyone at Wakelet, thank you so much. Thank and we'll see you so again much, soon. Everyone. Thank, thank you guys. You.